0: Discipline equals freedom, episode two. Echo Charles and me, Jocko Willink. Why? Why? I'm gonna go straight to the book on this one right here. Discipline equals freedom, field manual. Why, over and over and over again, I am asked why? What drives me? This is happens to this day, I still get asked this question and I think people are looking for, hey, maybe he's gonna say something that then I can hold hold on to, right? Like, why? Are you, tell me why you're doing this so then when I know why you're doing it, then I can do it for that why as well. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't think that works. I don't think it works 100% of the time. Maybe it works 70% of the time, but what it comes down to is my why is not going to be the same as your why in many cases. Back to the book, What Drives Me. When I was younger, I was preparing for war. What a way to grow up. (laughs) What an awesome way to grow up. And it's weird because I was preparing for a war that at the time didn't exist.
1: Because
0: it was the 90s. And in the 90s, there was no war going on. There was little skirmishes that would break out around the world so what i was preparing for was the unknown what i was preparing for was something that i i didn't understand fully and in my mind and in many of our minds we we prepared for like a a dragon that was a thousand feet tall and breathed fire and so that's what we were getting ready for we weren't preparing for a kangaroo (laughs) (laughs) Do dragons kind of look like kangaroos a little bit, right?
1: Uh, yeah, sure, it depends on what depiction of the dragon, I guess. But, but don't yeah, dra- sure. don't
0: dragons, they kind of have, they're back on the, aren't dragons on two feet? Kind of like a kangaroo?
1: Some of them, yeah. The, well, you know, like a Godzilla scenario. Yeah, that, Is okay. that a dragon? Yeah, yeah, kind of. But then if you look at like Mothra? the last dragon, <laughs> <laughs> that's more of a Merle- moth, but you know, you got the last dragon, I think it's called, or Dragon Heart. sorry, uh-huh. that's a four-legged dragon right okay. there.
0: So we could go both ways. Yeah. Well, what I was preparing for was a big giant, the most evil dragon you could imagine. That's what I was preparing for. Back to the book, I knew that somewhere out there another man was also preparing. That man was my enemy. He was working, training, planning, and preparing to meet me on the battlefield. I didn't know when, I didn't know where. So all that changed. Once the war started, it was like, oh, you're going on deployment in 12 months and you're going to Afghanistan, you're going to Iraq, you're going to wherever, where you know there's a war going on. So you know you knew who the enemy was. We didn't even know who the enemy was back then. It was like, well it could be some terrorist, it could be some insurgent, it could be some, we didn't know what it was. Partially also because I was young and dumb. So we're training for the unknown. You know, this reminds me, talking to Brian Sargent. Sure he said when he w- you know he was a really good wrestler and he would train for wrestling and when he would visualize who he was going against they never had a face because he didn't he said he didn't want to to be opponent specific because you're not sure you know you're going through the brackets and maybe this guy upsets this guy so you're not going to go against the guy the number 2 seed now you're going against the number 4 seed but I didn't prepare for him so he would prepare visually to wrestle people without faces. Mm. And I feel like that's kind of what I was doing. But in doing that, it makes you prepare, in a lot of ways, it makes you prepare harder, right? Because you're just, if you're smart, you're thinking worst case scenario. Mm. Like maybe you're thinking, oh well, well, the way the bracket's gonna be set up, I'm gonna be going against the number 12 seed, that's gonna be pretty easy, I know that guy, he doesn't have a real good sprawl, I'm gonna take him down easy. Then all of a sudden you're going against some other guy.
1: Mm.
0: So that's a problem. So when you prepare for someone with no face, non-specific, what that should do is increase your fear levels, which therefore requires you to increase your discipline levels, so you're gonna train harder. Back to the book, but I knew that at some point, we would meet, and I wanted to be ready. Ready mentally, ready physically, ready emotionally. So I trained, and I prepared and I did everything I could do to be ready for that day. Waiting. So that's an awesome driving force to have in the back of your head, right? For me, at least it was. For me, at least it was. It goes on. So I trained and I prepared and I did everything I could to be ready for that day. When I became a leader, I took the same approach, to prepare my men in the same way, to train brutally and without mercy so we could fight brutally and without mercy. And by the way, that's what I used to say at trade. ed. <laughs> <laughs> and when a team would check in, I'd say, hey, we, tr- we train brutally and without mercy so we can fight brutally and without mercy. That's what you need to do. That's how you need to prepare. Back to the book, and the day came. We met the enemy on the battlefield. We were ready and we fought and we won. Then one day, it was over. I was no longer a soldier, no longer a leader of men. I was no longer preparing myself or my men for war. So, what drives me now? The answer is simple. The men that did not come home. Mark. And Mikey. And Ryan. But it's not only them. There are others. Hundreds more. Thousands more. Countless more. Who fought and died to give me the gift of freedom. And for them. I will make every day. Every minute. Every second. I will make it all count. I will live to honor their sacrifice. A life worthy of the price they paid for me, for us. I will not let them down. So that's a broad overarching driving force in life. That's, that's a broad, in other words, that's so deeply embedded. That's such a huge driver. That's almost like the, the psychological driver. You know someone that when they were growing up they got picked on mm-hmm. and for the rest of their life they're trying to succeed and do well because they to show everyone else that they got picked on or they got abandoned, like whatever. The, like, that's the kind of deep sort of almost psychological driving force.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I feel that. I feel that I have that. Uh, Victor Frankl he said and this is who was captured by the nazis you know in in the in the concentration camp entire family killed the only survivor was him and he has a quote that is those who have a why to live can bear almost any how so you have to know why you're doing what you're doing you have to know why you're doing what you're doing and to me, this is your own personal strategic thinking, right? We talk about we talk about on a mission, you've gotta understand the long-term strategy that you're trying to achieve. You got to, you've gotta understand what the long-term goal is. You and I talk about this a lot. We've gotta think strategic, we gotta think long-term. Short-term, have a donut, tastes good right now, instant gratification. Long-term strategy, you're fat, out of shape, unhealthy. So you gotta think long term. Well, th- that, that's what this is, that's what we have to do. We, we have to have something to reach back to. We have to have something to reach back to. And yeah, the steps the steps can be hard. So sometimes when we are, sometimes when we need a little push for what we're doing right now, we've gotta think about that long term goal. We got to think about that long term destination. We got to think about what it is we're trying to achieve. That's what we have to do. Now, here's the thing those big, giant, long term, sort of psychological, strategic goals, which, again, if you have them, great. You also have to make sure that those things are on point, right? There's people that have. Bad long-term strategic goals, right? Uh, the kids that rebels against their parents, their parents were mean to them, so they're gonna get, pay them back by being a failure, by being a druggie, by being get sent to jail. By, they wanna like embarrass their parents. It's one of their goals. This happens. I've seen it happen. Sometimes it can be a positive thing. Oh, my parents were terrible to me. I'm gonna prove to them that I'm better. So I'm gonna go work my ass off, I'm gonna be successful, I'm gonna make money, I'm gonna be healthy, all those things. Sometimes that happens. Could go either way. I don't know what the percentage is. What do you think the percentage is?
1: I don't know. Tough to call? Well, to be successful, very small. Usually Mm -hmm. it's usually more of a damaging, toxic thing. But you know, I think if you hit that Goldilocks zone, you know, you got just enough of the good stuff and just enough of the or a little bit more of just enough of the bad stuff, boom. Mm-hmm. that Just that perfect imbalance. Optimals. Yeah, yeah. But well, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think, I think you're right. You need a little bit of both optimally. You got to have struggle. But a little too much struggle, things go off the rails. Yeah. You know, that's when you have some real problems. But well, with no struggle whatsoever, now you have a spoiled kid. Yeah.
1: Right? So, you know, and it'll come as no surprise when you think about it. A lot of these quote unquote high achievers have mm-hmm. some kind of a weird like thing about them, like something's imbalanced, you know, and it'll show itself in some other way. Like maybe they have trouble with relationships or, you know, a lot of the time, I don't, I'm not talking about anyone specific, but to, to find that out about somebody when they're a high achiever comes as no surprise a lot of the time, you know, where they'll have something oh, else okay. lacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, yeah. there's some imbalance that shows itself in some other mm-hmm. uh, part of their life, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, that can be a thing as well. So that seems like it kind of lends credence to the idea of like, hey There was something that was Unfulfilled, you know, that's driving them and it just shows itself a hey, in smaller ways, you know in bad ways But the main way it shows itself is in that driver for Success, you yeah. know, that's what we hope for. That's what we hope.
0: For. We hope it's not just downward spiral, which can certainly happen so you got to check your kind of underlying psychological strategic goals. But the thing is those things can also be so deep that they that they're just sort of they're almost you they don't notice them. Right? There's some people like a normal a normal person maybe they didn't have some big issue, but they got a little bit of an issue and that's kind of what drives them, but it's not enough to really push them to to excellence. It's also not enough to push them to chaos. So they just end up sort of going along with the flow. And then what you end up with is just like, okay, what, what kind, let's think about this in more just normal kind of, not day to day, but sort of normal sort of strategic goals that we might have as a human being. Uh, get stronger, uh, gain weight, lose weight, um, make more money, buy a car, buy a house, get good at guitar, get good at Jesus, whatever. jitsu you, you pick a thing. You pick a thing, whatever those goals are. When you have, when you, when you think about those goals, you have to understand why they're important to you. You, you have to. If there's no, if you don't attach a, a meaningful why, you will not have the discipline that you need. You will, not have, you will not have the discipline that you need. If you don't have a powerful why, your discipline will not be powerful. If you have a weak why, your discipline will be weak. If you have a medium why, your discipline will be medium. If you have a freaking hardcore why, your discipline will be hardcore. Like when you in a movie when uh, you know someone does something terrible, mm. and that other person has the revenge why? What a good what a good strong why? Mm. Or you know the boxer mm. that the other boxer killed his brother or something. Now he's got to go fight him. How hard yeah. does that dude train? Hard as possible, <laughs> hardest a human can train. Talk about kickboxer. Kickbox is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, Van Dam, oh. he kills his brother. There you go, yeah. right? How hard does Van Dam train then? Hardcore. So you got, the more hardcore your why is, the more hardcore your discipline is. So you gotta figure that out. And listen, here's the thing, sometimes if you think about the why, you'll realize that it's a lot more hardcore than than you thought. So, oh, I want to, I want to work out every day. Why? Well, you know, I kind of want to get in shape. That's how, wh- what are we getting there? What's the strength of that? One to 10.
1: Twelve. I just kind of, I just want to get in shape. Oh uh, yeah, that's a one. That's a two, yeah. maybe. Maybe you know? a three at best. Yeah. A
0: one to 10, maybe a three at best. Yeah. But if you start thinking about, I want to work out every day because I have kids and they're young and I want to be healthy enough to do things with them and healthy enough to walk my daughter down the aisle i want to be you know what i'm saying
1: yep all oh, of yeah. a sudden that's Just, escalating especially if you get an indicator that you could lose it all like health-wise yeah. so like you know you get these guys i have a you know uh my cousin's uh husband he had a heart attack Oof. young young guy yep. like under 50 before he was 50 had a heart attack how'd that why what happened to that why bro that why went sky high yeah. Point. so he, yeah and it was the kind of, he didn't like it wasn't a kind of massive heart attack. You, you mm. know, the kind you can have like a little mild heart attack. Mm. So I guess it was like a medium heart attack. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Freaking right then and there. And, and boom. His life, whole changer. life changed. Oh, yeah. Life changer. That why went from, eh, you know, I don't really enough Kind of
0: like to enjoy myself.
1: You yeah. Know? Cause he wasn't like this big, like super sloppy. He was just a mm. little heavy, mm. you know, like most, you know, most people, I guess, in a way. Or so, yeah, just a little heavy. So yeah. that Y was, was at about a three, I would so say. So what
0: happened to his discipline?
1: Still going we'll say that so that we got strong years ago. Yeah,
0: so you need to look at your why and you need to figure out How to reinforce your why hmm. you need to reinforce your why sometimes a lot of times oftentimes that means taking a more strategic look At your why a more long-term look not like just like well, you know summer's coming And I'm going to that pool party in July July 4th pool party. I want to be looking good that's actually a pretty good short to medium term. It's a good why? short to medium term. It's, it's a good short to medium term. But if you had a heart attack and you realized you might not live anymore. Yeah. So, so start thinking about that. So, yeah, yeah. take that short to medium term. Right. Take the 4th of July pool party
1: yeah.
0: at the Charles residence. We're going to go there. <laughs> We're going to be looking good. Hell, right. Hell yeah. Take that. But then add to that. Strengthen that. Reinforce that with an even more powerful why, which is your health. Is what your family depends on. Strengthen that why. Um, oh, you want to get you want to save money. Well, why do you want to save money? Well, because I, I, well, I'd really like to look flashy when I go down to the club in a new car or whatever. Yeah. Right? That's sure, like you said, that's a that's a pretty that could be a medium yeah. you know, yeah, coming from Mr. Course.
1: Cadillac over here. When you're a little kid and you want to save some money for mm. the freaking Optimus Prime. Action figure. Yeah. Bro, it works.
0: Yeah. Well, those things were kind of a big deal back oh, back in the day. Yeah. they could transform literally.
1: Oh yeah. I agree. And just but you know, you just that <laughs> translates over to a bunch of stuff you want to save for that and those new Gucci sunglasses, mm-hmm. like how you say you want to flex on this event or in general yeah. or whatever. Like it bro, it works straight up. It does. But
0: you can reinforce that why by saying, Hey, I'm not saving for a pair of Gucci sunglasses or a flashy car, I'm saving for a house so that I can have stability and freedom and security mm-hmm. for me and my family. All of a sudden, that Y is reinforced. Then maybe that Gucci bag doesn't look so good. Right. Then maybe that flashy car, maybe we don't need to get the Cadillac, maybe we can get the Yukon. You know what I'm saying? The GMC version, I what understand. happened? <laughs> sure. Because you realize, hey, I'm gonna strengthen my discipline because my why has been reinforced and is more powerful. Now, that being says, that being said, sometimes the the dream can be too far away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. The dream can be too far away. Like, dude, I won't be able to get a house for because when you start saving for a house, when you're when you're 20 years old, you might have six years of saving yeah. Yeah. before you can get a house. Six yeah. years. And six years when you're like, well, you know, it is the week. So it's if it's today and I'm 20 years old and I'm like in six years I've done my calculations, I make make $32,000 a year, I'm gonna save whatever, 10%, it's gonna take me this much time, it's gonna take me six years to save up my down payment for my $280,000 house. So in six years I'm gonna be able to buy my house that I want and then tonight, Someone's like, yo, you want to go to the club? Let's, let's throw some money down. Yeah. And out come the hundos. <laughs> right? Yep. So you lose track of that long-term goal. Mm-hmm. That's why it's good, as you said, to have some intermediate goals, some more short-term goals about what, what, how much money I'm trying to save this month. Mm-hmm. And then what you do is you say, listen, as long as I save whatever that number is, if I'm gonna, I'm gonna save a thousand bucks this month. And as long as I do that, I'm gonna save nine hundred, eight hundred, seven hundred dollars. As long as I do that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have hundred and eighty dollars. I'm gonna blow on a Friday night. That's gonna be my reward for saving. So that, what does that mean? It means I'm not gonna buy the Starbucks coffee that costs eight dollars every day for this month. It means I'm not gonna waste my money on this that. It means I'm gonna cancel my subscription to whatever freaking streaming service is coming in at eighteen dollars a month. You're gonna make moves so that you can get a short-term reward, but you're still going to have the discipline maintained for your long-term reward. You're gonna focus on the thing right in front of you and do it so that you can eventually accomplish your long-term goal. And that is the discipline. And if you want some more discipline, go to the. Defreset.com. If you need fuel, go to jockofuel.com. Gear, go to originusa.com or jockostore.com. And leadership, go to echelonfront.com. That's what we're doing. Stay disciplined. And until next time, this is Echo and Jocko, out.